Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. LMFM Podcasts, brought to you with Cartmacross Cross Credit Union, where you'll find the best car loan to get you on the move. Talk to one of our team today at Cartmacross Cross Credit Union, O'Neill Street, or CartmacrossCU.ie. Now, coming up, we are going to be talking about a bit of a difficult subject. Um, it's a conversation about postnatal depression that I think needs to be had. It is Maternal Mental Health Awareness Week and one in five women are experiencing it. And we're going to chat to Laura Eskren. She's mum in residence for Mummy Pages and she's actually on maternity leave at the minute. She's going to just have a conversation about this. And please do join in 086 1800 658. 11 to 1 on LMFM with Gilmore's Kings Court. Test drive the awesome new Mercedes Benz A Class today at Gilmore's Kings Court. See it, drive it, simply awesome. That's the Mercedes Benz A Class at Gilmore's Kings Court or gilmores.ie Now bringing home a baby is a wonderfully exciting time for any family but it can also be really overwhelming and after the initial hustle and bustle of well-wishers and visitors coming to call and when your partner returns to work mums are suddenly faced with the reality of bringing up a baby. One in five women are experiencing some form of maternal mental health issue like postnatal depression. This week marks Maternal Mental Health Week and there's an important campaign ongoing on social media to highlight this as well. You can use the hashtag Making Over Motherhood. It's uh, mums are sharing real, unfiltered images and stories of their experiences of being a mum. And it's not always glossy, that's for sure. And it's definitely not glamorous. Joining me now to discuss this issue is Mum in Residence with Mummy Pages. It's Laura Eskren. How are you doing, Laura? Hi, good morning. And I must say, I have to say as well, you have a very well-behaved baba uh, alongside you there, don't you? I do. I have my 14-week-old little girl, Poppy. So I am only too well aware of the overwhelm that any new mum can can feel. Now, I'm just looking here at the statistics and stuff this morning. One in five mums are experiencing some form of postnatal depression or, you know, mental health issue. Are you surprised by these high statistics? Not at all. I'm surprised they're not actually higher, judging from the, the conversations that we would be having within our Mummy Pages community and the the stories that our mums share with us, it's um, it's really prevalent. And I think what's most surprising is, is actually that it can happen at any stage. It doesn't have to happen immediately after birth or in the first three months. It can really happen at any stage because what your body has gone through physically and then emotionally, the toll that it takes on you being a new mom, it can bring up other stuff from the past, but those hormones um, are, are, are a roller coaster uh, within your body and you never never really know when it's going to hit. 
Well, you know, pick up a valid point because for me, I actually posted an image as well on LMFM's Twitter if anyone wants to check it out. It's just myself and my son Killian and he's only, I'd say, maybe a month, maybe at that point or three weeks or something. And uh, I was high on life, Laura. I was loving life. The public health nurse would call, any baby blues, are you feeling down, any of that? No, 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 I'm loving life. I'm great. I was nearly too high on life I would say and then it all came crashing down for me about six months into the maternity leave so I think what you're saying there is really important It, it is and you know what and it doesn't matter whether it's it's your first or your second or your third baby um, and that's important to remember too that if you didn't experience it on your first or second you could still experience it on your third and that the signs aren't always the same we have some of our mums sharing um, this week with us on, on Instagram using the making over motherhood um, hashtag but also the maternal MH awareness um, hashtag which is where mums are t- telling their stories uh, and what's really struck me was that there was one mum in particular who, who was talking about her postnatal depression having experienced it on two children at different times the first one was, was quite soon after the birth the second one was five months into the new baby's life um, but that the 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 signs were completely different and as a result she didn't spot it the second time and and so she was even harder on herself because she wasn't a sad mum like she was Mm. the first time and and overwhelmed she was actually a kind of an angry mum the second time around and she just she the feelings of overwhelm turned into anger and she found herself snappy and and really hard on herself and then getting uncontrollably upset but she wasn't a sort of a a typical baby blues but following um, a meeting with her her GP it was diagnosed as postnatal depression and, and he advised her that absolutely it can come in very many different forms. So it's really important to seek help um, and there are lots of organisations who you can do that with anonymously if you don't even feel uh, that you can talk to your GP. Yeah and you know you're, you're picking, picking up an awful lot of different points there from you. Um, definitely the anger you know, is a is a big one, and that definitely would have I would have experienced that an awful lot. But I would have shut myself off from the world as well. Like, I mean, being on maternity leave can be an isolating enough experience as it is, but to actually purposely shoot shut yourself off from the world is is worse again. Like, I would remember times when my my, my poor mother, God love her, like she was, you know, knocking on the door or she'd be at the window, uh, you know, trying to see like, you know, why am I not answering? And I just pretend that I didn't hear her. Like, and that's yeah. my own mother, like, and I, I deliberately would do that. And, and that's the thing, because you're, 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 I suppose you're, you're being hard on yourself as to why you're feeling that way. And so therefore, you don't feel like opening up, even though communicating with other people how you're feeling is the first step to healing um, and, and getting yourself better. And I suppose normalizing some of those feelings that that you're experiencing because so many women feel that. Uh, and actually, you're right, being on maternity leave is is isolating, uh, particularly when you don't have peers um, who, who are off at the same time or if you have peers who you feel managed it really well and you don't mm. feel you're coping so you just don't want to see those people and actually you say you know you didn't want to answer the door to your own mother but sometimes you probably sort of feel like gosh I, I don't want her to see me like this I don't want her to see to think that I'm a bad mother um, you know it's, it's, it's all of those insecurities that really come to the fore and can become overwhelming 
Yeah, it's like you're in my mind from back then. I, I absolutely agree with everything that you're saying there. And I think it's important as well to address that, like, this is more than just feeling, you know, a little bit down after the initial rush uh, of having a baby. This is something that, like you say, can manifest itself in a variety of different ways over a longer period of time. Exactly. Uh, and I suppose the rule of thumb is, is that is that you're feeling that way sort of two or three times a day for longer than 15 minutes. And if that's the case, then then it, it is, and you're feeling that every day, then that is a sign that you are experiencing some form of postnatal depression. And, and it's nothing to be ashamed about. You don't have to necessarily go on medication. You don't necessarily have to go off to your GP or, or speak to uh, or get therapy mm. as such. Sometimes communicating with your peers can be enough, communicating with your family or talking anonymously. There are two organisations that spring to mind. One is called Nurture Health. .ie and the other one is a new a n e w .ie and both of them provide free uh, helpline information um, and uh, counselling and then there's also they also provide extended services for people who want to, to talk to people face to face and and I suppose talking to people who are trained in that area, mm. who've spoken with lots of other women who've been down the road that you have can help you to feel a little bit more normal and accept some of those feelings as being something that you're going to feel but that they will eventually go away that, that, that time is a great healer but you must communicate even if it is with somebody anonymously. Yeah, and even if it is difficult. Now, you know, we've all been there as well. You know, you're scrolling through social media and you come across another mum and, you know, celebrities as well with hair and makeup perfect and she's fitting into her jeans again and the baby is sleeping peacefully and then you look around your own home and there's bottles piled up on a, on a draining board. There's overflowing nappy bins. You're still in your pyjamas and your baby's just settled after screaming the place down for two hours. This is the ca- campaign that's ongoing now and social media which is called Makeover Motherhood we want people to show this reality isn't that right? Exactly and so lots of our mums over the last during this week um, are sharing photographs of of them at their lowest of them still in their pyjamas of them with tears faces saying that this is me this is me or this was me um, at, at six weeks at four months um, and, and and thankfully I'm out the other side and they're sharing how they got help and, and how um, and how they felt at that time and I suppose sharing all of those realities of motherhood um, can only help others who might be uh, feeling the same way and um, and I have to say like you know I'm on number three now um, and I'm speaking for mummy pages, uh, you know, every second day of the week on radio or, or in the newspaper, and I'm talking about parenting. But it was still overwhelming for me when I had Poppy, and um, and it, it actually it didn't come like you say at the beginning. Um, it came around sort of around twelve weeks, um, and and it was there for for a couple of weeks un, until I until I spoke to somebody, and now I'm feeling much better about it. But I still get a few little wobbles, mm. um, and and you know it's not it's it's it can be overwhelming, particularly when you have other children. You're juggling everything. You might be juggling a part-time job um, and then all of the, the things that go on with your other children in terms of school and extracurricular activities and, and trying to keep the house running. And and I suppose, and putting pressure on yourself to get back to the way you were in terms of energy levels and how you how you look. And, and it's just too much pressure that we're putting on ourselves. I wish that 
uh, th- that um, Ireland had, um, you know, a culture of, of allowing women to have this famous lie in um, during um, when they have a new baby. And this is where they do in other cultures where they actually, for the first 14 days, the mum stays in bed and everybody else friends, families, communities, they they flock around the mother to make sure that she doesn't leave the bed, that she has the time and the space to heal physically, emotionally. She's time to bond with her baby. She's being fed. The house is being cleaned for her. Her other children are being cared for. Um, and, and so you then have a much better chance at, um, at, I suppose, starting on your journey of motherhood a bit, little bit more refreshed and having caught up with yourself. I love that idea. Yes, let's bring calls for this. I love that idea of 14, 14 days of everybody else taking care. And you're, you're raising an awful lot of very, very good points there. And thank you so much for being very honest about your own experience. I'm getting lots of messages here, by the way. This is just a little flavour of them. Well done for being open about postnatal depression. No mother wants it, but unfortunately a lot suffer from it. But with help, they get better. By being open, you're helping new mums that may not understand why they feel as they do. Thank you so much to everybody that's contributed there's so many messages coming in I will get to some more of them as we go on what advice now Laura would you have for any mother that's feeling overwhelmed at the moment it would be first of all to communicate with your partner I didn't do that and I really regret that it was it was quite a few weeks into me feeling down in the dumps that I, I communicated with him and I should have spoken to him sooner because all he wanted to do was help but I wanted to show him that I was doing I was doing well and that you know that uh, that I was coping and there was no need for me to put on that brave face if you can't trust the person who loves you um, at, you know at your lowest then uh, you know that's what relationships mm. are for you've just brought a baby into the world together they're there to help you uh, and I suppose communicating with your partner first and then accepting some of the help that's that's being offered to you. I was a devil for people offering to cook me dinners or offering to, to pick up the kids from school. And I'd say, oh, no, 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 I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Sure, I'll manage. And, and I should have accepted those offers of help. They weren't, they weren't empty offers. They were genuine. And, and actually, they would have allowed me to have that little bit more time with Poppy um, instead of racing around. And I think that was my problem, was that I was just racing around too much. Um, in those early days and then it hit me like a like a ton of bricks at 12 weeks and thankfully we're now 14 weeks and we're, we're definitely back on the right road again but it you know you really can't underestimate um, what your body goes through um, physically uh, um, and then what you go through emotionally in giving birth and then all that comes after you know it's a learning experience each baby is different so you're, you're kind of learning all over again each time you have a new child and um, and really the advice is to talk to your partner first and then to, to, to see if you can get some help. I, I actually spoke to a, a life coach who specialises mm. in in mums um, and helping them. And I felt I didn't want to speak to like a, 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 like a psychotherapist and I didn't want to speak to my GP. But actually, she's given me some really practical tips around... Um, around creating boundaries and um, and and accepting help and, and not trying to put myself... I'm a devil. I put myself under huge pressure to be all things to everyone. And I can't do that. I have to look after yourself first 
um, have to I have to look after myself first before I can look after everyone else. Yes, and, um, self-care is really important. Self-care absolutely is really important. Laura, thank you so, so much for joining us and raising all those really, really important points. I wish you the best of luck on the rest of your maternity leave and thank you for taking precious time out away from <laughs> Poppy to, to, to chat to us today. I really, really appreciate your contribution well, to the really show. Important. It, it, it's it, a really it, important issue. It really is. And listen, the best of luck and, and thanks again for, for ch- joining us on the show today. Thank you. That's Laura Eskrin there and I'll get those websites she mentioned nurturehealth.ie and anew.ie LMFM Podcasts brought to you with Cartmacross Cross Credit Union where you'll find the best car loan to get you on the move. Talk to one of our team today at Cartmacross Cross Credit Union O'Neill Street or cartmacrosscu.ie Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.